Hi Mike, how are you doing this morning? Yeah, I'm pretty good Louise, and you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Um, I'm excited and looking forward to talking with you about using um, leadership as a way of transforming business performance. Um, and so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to reference the pandemic um, because I can't not. Um, it's the, the, it, so much has changed in the course of the last year and a bit and the environment in which, well, in which all of us are operating, but certainly from the business perspective, the environment in which businesses and organisations are operating in has changed. And I know that, you know, in the course of our work together, Mike, we talk about this a lot. The environment has changed. And that means that businesses need to, you know, are responding to that and need to respond to that. Um, And I think, you know, they need to respond to that in a way that allows them to grow and to thrive. So that and that's what I really interested in. How how do we do that? How do we as businesses respond to changing environment and take advantage of the opportunities that that demonstrates and that presents us so that's what I want to talk to you about <laughs> what would your kind of headline perspective on that be I'm, I'm guessing you broadly agree with what I've just said yeah yeah and it's, it's that change is it um, I think we're living in a world now where the pace of change will never be this slow again and you know the the um worldwide pandemic and COVID has had an impact on everyone's life and every business. And now we're in a, a period where we really have to recover and bounce back. And if businesses take the time to reflect on what's happened, they will recognise that the supply, the demand and the structure has changed. And as a result of that, so will their culture and their strategy Although that's challenging, it's also massive opportunities for businesses now to bounce back, recover, and lead the new strategy and the new culture of what we require for the businesses to be sustainable and successful. Mm, I think sustainable and successful are really important words because no matter what the environment is, no matter what the world, what happens in the world, the world is always changing. There, all new things are always presenting themselves, um, and just you know, in, in spite of whatever happens, as people working in businesses, as business leaders, as managers of other people, we want our businesses to be sustainable. Uh, you know, and we want and we want them to thrive, no matter what happens. So for me, the opportunity is no matter what's happening, be it a pandemic or be it an, uh, you know a, a, um, an economic boom, we need to be mindful. We need to think about you know how our leadership in our businesses is transforming business performance. And so so it, there's a, a kind of a principle or distinction that I want to introduce, um, which is about what are the kind of timeless principles of good leadership um, or good management in a business versus or set against what are the timely applications of those. So... Could you say a little bit about what you understand by the timeless principles and the timely applications? Despite there being a lot of change, there are some fundamentals of leadership that haven't changed. Um, If you think about some of these as aspects, for example, 
Our leaders always and still and will be responsible about, uh, about the, the way things happen in the business and delivering results. So it's almost like the style and approach in a business and delivering results. Leaders are responsible and accountable for that. Aren't leaders always and will be responsible for the growth and development of the people? Uh, you, you hear the, the, the comment about um, a lot of organisations use it, that people are our greatest assets. And I truly believe that, but I've got a different spin in that as well. It's the health of people that's our greatest asset because we need to look after them, know them, listen to them and understand them. But still, the, the thing is that a business will not do anything without its people. So as a leader, it's your job to grow them, develop them and get the best out of most of get the best out of them. But also what doesn't change from a leadership perspective is that you've got to look at your structure from an organisational perspective and you've got to look to the future and your strategies and your visions. So for me, some of the fundamentals of leadership that hasn't changed is you still have to deliver results. You still have to be responsible for the way people go about doing things in your organisation. You still have to be the responsible for the growth and development and well-being of your people and get the best and most out of them. And you have to be able to set the direction and do what's required now, but also look to the future so your business is sustainable and successful. That's never changed. Mm. And that's, that, that, that is something that, that's um, what I would regard as being, in broad terms, some of the timeless principles of leadership. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I mean, I, I'm also thinking, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm also thinking that, you know, there's a lot of leadership and management thinking um, at research that's been carried out, frameworks that um, that we use, that has been around for a long time. There was a lot of research and thinking done kind of back in the 1950s. And there's, you know, and, and right up to the present. So there's a lot of thinking that's, that some of which are quite a lot of which we still, you know, we still use successful organisations still use now. So my question is, Mike, if this stuff has been if there's lots of useful stuff has been around for, what, 70 years, maybe longer. Why are we not nailing it now? Why are we not all brilliant kind of leaders, managers and, and fantastic places to work? Well, that's an interesting question and an interesting challenge. And we're not all nailing it, but a lot of people are. And it's to look at those successful organisations and understand why they're going that route. So, <clears throat> for me, for example, take, so take one of the, the, the timeless principles. Yes, we should talk about the performing, storming, norming, performing. That, to me, is a timeless principle, whether you're in business or whether you're in sport. It's about understanding the stage of your team cycle. And, you know, for me, exceptional leaders build a team. An outstanding team builds a culture. And so the timeless principles are one of the things that we need to be able to, to understand as a leader. What are all the models that are, are, are there that, to, to help us understand? And then if you take that into the, what we're just talking about there, building the teams and understanding the team cycle, you know, it's maybe just because we're sometimes just so busy in our world, we just got to be results-driven. We don't take that permission to pause, to reflect and see, well, what stage is my team in their cycle? But what are the things I need to do to help them get to performing? 
So, um, yeah, it's an interesting, challenging question, but I think there's huge opportunities here. As businesses understand how their supply demand and structures changed, we look to the future and see their strategies, and they, they know that they're going to be an impact on their culture. What are the timeless principles? And Tuckman is just one of those that yeah, I would always say is one of the mm. timeless principles to use. Mm. It's something that I recognise a lot from my experiences in the work environment, kind of looking back, you know, my own role in teams and also as I've taken on more responsibility and kind of, you know, increased, you know, kind of moved up my responsibility level in the organisation, that kind of, um, yeah, storming, forming, norming that, that framework I find really useful now. Um, but... I, you know, before I understood that framework, it was just stuff that was happening to me. So, but now I can put it into a framework and I can say, right, okay, this is probably what's going on in this team I'm a part of. And I can identify my part in others. So I think, so if I understand you right, the, the timeless principles, uh, you know, things, that framework is a good example, things that help us to maybe almost like a, a bit of a map for the landscape that we're in. We can start to make sense of what we're seeing, what information we're getting, how we're responding, why there's kind of certain behaviours in the team or even in ourselves. Um, so that kind of that's like the map to help us. And I, I think in terms of timely application, that's kind of like I could know the framework, could know that framework, but I might not know how to apply it in a specific situation in my team. Um, that's kind of happening right now say because I'm going to pick on a really obvious example say because I've got some people um, who are working from home and I've got some people in the office and I've got some people who are doing a bit of both so the framework still applies but actually the way it manifests or the different interventions that I might need might be different does does that sound does that sound about right yeah and, and I think for me, potentially, the trick there is that permission to pause and give you your space and time to look at these things, principles. So, for example, let's just take the idea model when we're talking about the team, the task, and the individual. Let's have a look at that. Where are we? Then you can maybe then take the team aspect and apply it to Tuckman. And let's have a look at where are, where is my team performing, storming, non-performing. Um, and then you can dedicate the Kubler-Ross change curve. So where is my team with all the change that's happening in our business at the moment, where do they sit on the curve? All of these, permission to pause, look at a day, a tuck minute, and the Kubler-Ross informs you of things that you can do that have a positive impact on your leadership and on your people. But are we too busy to stop and to have a look at these timeless principles and thoughts? Mm. Yeah. That's a, and that is such a good point about um, I know it's it's a phrase that you've used several times this morning and it's a phrase that I've heard you use before about giving giving yourself permission to pause um, and I think if we were talking in terms of micromastery that permission to pause would be a really useful in you know before you do anything else take permission to pause look and listen and kind of think about what's going on instead of diving straight into action I think just as you're saying that and then just kind of linking into some of the timely things you know when I was listening to Virgin um, Radio uh, Chris Evans uh, a lot of respect for Chris Evans he's a great person to listen to 
in the, in the morning, full of energy. But I can remember him in lockdown one saying, everyone is re learning resilience. Okay, great statement, but what is resilience? So I gave myself real permission to pause to try and understand what resilience is. And you know, he's absolutely right. Learning resilience helps me to develop my personal self-care, which then enables me to be hopefully a, a more efficient and effective leader. But it's now I'm reading lots of things saying, okay, it's not only leadership development, but it's the re resilient leadership development. And it's all about giving you your space, the time, and your permission to pause, to, to, to look at that. And I, I see permission to pause as a discipline, and that discipline gives me a freedom to look at things from different perspectives. And in the busy world that we're in, and I'm working with quite a few organisations at the moment, and we do a little exercise at the beginning just to understand what it's like to walk in everyone's shoes at the moment. So we ask them about where's their energy, where's their openness, and where's their focus. And yeah, there are some people who are really enjoyed seeing the, the, the being open and seeing the, the focus but equally there's lots of people feeling really challenged because it's almost still what are our new ways of working how how do we how are we going to be working in, in the coming weeks and months and you know another example of something we use what matters now we're really trying to work with people say so what matters now what matters for months and what matters for years ahead and that's a really good question to ask people to help them understand, okay, where do I need to put my priorities? So, yeah, moving on from the, the timeless classics, but the key, the N, is giving you yourself that permission to pause and reflect where we are on these timeless classics and inform leadership, direction, and decision-making. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's a that's a really clear takeaway for me. Is yeah, as a leader to to perform at your best, give yourself permission to pause, to think about what the kind of the the timeless classics, the timeless principles are that can really help you perform as a leader, because then that's what allows your team to perform. And that's a, it's a, it's that fine balance at the moment is that as well as giving you permission to pause to look after your, yourself and learn. But it's also the whole, let's get thrown in at the deep end, because that's what a lot of businesses and a lot of leaders have had to have, because there was nothing written in the script as how we would deal with a, a pandemic. Mm. And there's things happening that, <clears throat> you know, we could never imagine would have happened. Um, and I, I read something the other day about the amount of times that government guidance on COVID has changed. Mm. There was a huge number. And we're all having to deal with different changes in, in a day-to-day -day basis. That really is testing leadership. Um, so there's some great experiential learning going on because we've been thrown into the deep end. But now as we're recovering and bouncing back, the permission to pause, let's look at some of these timeline classics. Let's reassess where we are, reanalyze and then like make the informed decisions going forward. I think that would add a huge amount of value and that builds into the <coughs> the category of the resilient leader. Mm. I think yeah, there there is a balance, isn't there, between you know, kind of 
taking permission to pause and and you know deciding and choosing on the action that you're going to take so you know I, I yeah I think there's, there's a balance there isn't there for sure and sometimes the the action and the decision has to come quite quickly it's what you're saying with the, all the changes with the, the COVID guidance but it's still important to give yourself that kind of time to to just just reflect a bit and I think it's about choosing the action that you take rather than just kind of being pushed by circumstance and there's a little bit about be human yourself and being accepting a bit of vulnerability we don't know all the answers all the time but if we're prepared to give ourselves that permission to pause and reflect on what we've learned um, that's going to put you in a position to amplify your odds that you'll be more successful the next time but be vulnerable it's an interesting statement saying be vulnerable but we don't know all the answers this is this is absolutely true. I, I yeah, I completely agree with you. And I, I I think one of the other things I wanted so you touched on this earlier, but one of the other things I wanted to talk a bit about is so is um a key preoccupation I think at the moment for for all of us who are managers, leaders, both, um, is how can we how can we support and nurture the best team we possibly can? How can we you know, we, we need our teams to be outstanding. And, you know, we've got, you know, we, we most of us know that the people in our team are fantastic um, and we need to set them up to be the best they can possibly be. And so I, I think outstanding, outstanding teams, we're calling it, you know, is one of those timeless principles, isn't it? We're always going to want our teams to perform as well as they possibly can. That's not yeah. going to change, is it? No, and um, I'm doing, doing a fair bit of work with some organisations at the moment, saying just let's have this permission to pause and let's think about our outstanding teams that you're aware of, whether that's in the sporting world or in the business world, and let's think about the, the attributes they have, the way that they go about things that makes them an outstanding team. And then it's taking that opportunity with, with those teams is to say, okay, so how does that relate to you? And what does it being an outstanding team look and feel like for you? Mm. So that's an, that's an important aspect is to, to be able to look, what does outstanding mean for you? Um, and, and, and the, but some of the things have never changed in that as well. Outstanding teams need direction. Well, where do we want to be and by when? If I've got direction, I need, at least I know where I'm going. Okay, if that's where we're going, what do we need to do now? So what's our plan? What's our strategic plan to get where we want to be? And where's the strengths in, in my team? Where's our opportunities for development? And who are the individuals? Do they know the part to play? So for me, some of those things haven't changed either, but it's giving yourself that permission to pause and understand does everybody know the part? We all know our strengths. You all know where we're going. And then to do that, what does it mean to be outstanding? Not mediocre, not average, outstanding. And taking that time out to reassess where you're at, given all the changes in the world. Um, the organisations that we're working with that looking at at the moment are slowly going to gain a real competitive advantage that will be standing in really good stead in the future. Mm. So, as I said, exceptional leaders 
create outstanding teams. Outstanding teams create a culture, and that's got to be seen as a success going forward. Mm. And and I think actually that that's a really good kind of point to to round up on, Mike. That, you know, so I'm just going to reiterate, repeat what you just said. You no, know, um, exceptional leaders create outstanding teams, and that the, and they then, if you've got outstanding teams, <coughs> oh, excuse me, then you create a culture where people and business and the business itself can truly perform, can truly thrive. And it, and it works that way round, not kind of the other way round. You don't kind of start with, oh, if we have a great culture, then our teams will work well and our leaders will be great. Actually, it's our leaders need to be good and, and need to be exceptional. And that will create outstanding teams. And when we have outstanding teams and inspired, kind of fulfilled people who feel valued, then we will have the kind of culture that we that we need. Yeah. When you get the best and most out of your people, it's having a culture, it's engaging and inspiring. And that's got to be a goal for organisations. But listen, some of the organisations will have had great cultures anyway. Mm-hmm. But there's been a change that's happened. Do they maintain it? Do they change it? Or have they had to change? At the end of the day, as we bounce back and recover, we've got exceptional leaders, outstanding teams, vibrant, engaging cultures for, for people to work in, then that's going to add lots of value to businesses being sustainable and successful. And it will create a great work experience for people who want to be there, play their part, and, and enjoy the successes. It's been a tough, tough period for everyone. Everyone's been impacted. Um, but as exceptional leaders, everyone has now got to see how can we recover how can we bounce back? And I suppose the summary from this podcast is exceptional leaders create outstanding teams and create outstanding cultures. Mm. Yeah. Um, thank you, Mike. That's, that's given me plenty to go away and think about, certainly. Um, our conversations always do. Um, so, yeah, let's round up there. I really appreciate having the chat with you this morning and I hope you, hope you have a good rest of the day. Yeah, and you, Louise, and and, uh, all the very best. I look forward to the next one. All right, then. Cheers.